Hallelujah. 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 Come on and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, open up your heart. Open up your mouth and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, somebody give God some worship in this house. Come on and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy of your worship. Hallelujah. He's worthy of your praise. All the glory and honor is due to him. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, this might be all I have. I haven't always done what I should do, but Lord, all I have is my worship. All I have is my praise to offer to you. Lord, I'm offering my worship. I'm offering the very best that I have. Hallelujah. Because, Lord, you've been too good to me. You've been too good to me. You've been so kind to me. Lord, you didn't let me. You let me live one more day. And, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Hallelujah. I just want to say thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm giving you my worship. Right now, I'm in a situation that I can't understand. But Lord, all I know to do is to praise you. All I know is to give you the glory and to give you the honor. Lord, I don't know my way out of my situation. But the only thing I know to do is to give you the praise, to give you the glory, to give you the honor. Hallelujah. I'm at the end of my rope. Lord, I've tried everything else. But Lord, all I know to do right now is just to lift up my hands in the sanctuary, to open my mouth and say hallelujah, hallelujah, to bless your name right now, to give you the glory right now, to give you the honor, Lord. That's all I know to give. Hallelujah. So Lord, I'm giving you my best right now. I'm giving you my best. I'm giving you my best. Lord, I'm lifting my hands in exasperation because, Lord, I don't know what else to do. Hallelujah. I don't know what else to do. I've run out of options. I'm just doing like David said. I'm looking into the hills from which cometh my help because, Lord, all of my help comes from you. Lord, my hands are lifted, my voice is lifted, my spirit is lifted because, Lord, I need your help. I need your assistance, Lord. I need your intervention right now, Lord. I don't know how I'm going to make it through next week without you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. I I don't know what to do next. So, Lord, I'm just offering myself. I'm offering my praise. I'm offering my worship. Hallelujah. I'm crying out because, Lord, I need you to intervene. I'm crying out because, Lord, I need you to turn my situation around. 
Hallelujah. 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 I'm crying like the newborn baby, Lord, because I don't know what else to do to get help. But, Lord, I'm crying out to you. Hallelujah. Lord, I need you right now. I need you right now, Lord. I need you right now. Somebody say it over you. If you need him, say, I need you right now, Lord. I need you right now, Lord. I need you right now. Hallelujah. Somebody's watching us virtually and you're you're praising God with us because you need God right now, Lord. I need you right now. I, I don't know what else to do, so I'm praying. I'm crying out to you in this moment. And Lord, I know you're my father. And I have a father who cares. A father who won't leave me on the side of the road. A father who won't leave me in distress. Lord, you said if I ask, if I seek, if I knock. Lord, I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus, the Lord. You look on us. Look on us, Lord. Incline your ear in our direction, Lord. And and hear our earnest cry right now. Lord, we need you. We need you right now. Lord, move by your power. Move by your spirit. Lord, touch those who are ailing. Touch those who are sick, Lord. Touch those with diagnosis. Touch those with on, on medication, Lord. Hallelujah. Touch those who are headed to the doctor, Lord. Touch those who are in doctor's care right now, Lord. You, you, you touch us right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Even those who are afraid to go to the doctor, Lord, because they don't want to hear what he has to say. Lord, touch us right now. Hallelujah. Lord, you heal like only you can, Lord. You deliver like only you can, Lord. You set free like only you can right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, somebody today They came in financial distress. Lord, they didn't just need help, but they're in financial distress. Hallelujah. Lord, we know that you can resuscitate any situation. Lord, put your hand upon their finances right now, Lord. Put your hands upon their situation, Lord. They've reached the end of what they can do, and Lord, they need you to intervene. Lord, you said, you are, you're the, you, you are, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. And Lord, you said, you shall supply our need according to your riches and glory, Lord. Lord, you satisfy the need right now. Hallelujah. If you're not speaking for yourself, speak it over somebody else. Say, satisfy the need, Lord. Satisfy the need right now, Lord. It might not be for me. It might be for my brother. But Lord, satisfy the need right now in the name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord, somebody came in mental distress. Hallelujah. Somebody whose ears and my words are tickling right now, Lord. They're at the end of their mental road, Lord. They're asking the question, why am I here? Why am I still here? What, what is my purpose? What is my design? Lord, what do you want from me in this moment? I cannot see it. Lord, you touch them in their minds right now, Lord. Touch their hearts, touch their spirit, Lord. Lord, remind them that they are your children. Remind them that they belong to God. Oh, somebody say it with me. Say, I belong to God. Hallelujah, I belong to God. 
Others may have tried to set me alongside of the road. Others may have left me jobs, may have separated from me, Lord. But I belong to God. I am somebody. God, I am God's intentional creation. I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here by accident. I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here because my mother and father had an interlude, but Lord, I'm here for a purpose. Lord, you, you knew me before I was born, when I was born, before I was brought forth out of the belly in the womb. Lord, you knew me. Lord, you not only knew who I am, but Lord, you knew what you created me to be. Lord, help me every day to take steps toward what you want me to be. And Lord, I, I'm not there, but Lord, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet, and, and I don't yet appear like I shall appear in the eyes of God, but when he doth appear, I, I shall be like him. Lord, help me to take step towards you, to be closer to you, to be in line with what you want me to be. Lord, to follow your design, to follow your path so that I might be pleasing in your sight. And Lord, I can't do it by myself, but Jesus, you said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father that except he come by me. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I, I need your help. I need your direction. Guide me, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, guide me, Lord. Guide me, Lord, along your path, Lord. Guide me, Lord, along your way, Lord. Guide me closer to you. Guide me towards your purpose for my life. Guide me on this morning, Lord, that I may be closer to you, that I might find my purpose in you, that I might find my hope in you. Lord, that the joy of the Lord might be my strength. Hallelujah. Lord, strengthen me, Lord, my heart, my mind, my, my spirit, my finances, my body. Lord, Lord, help to make me whole. Help me to make be whole in all that I pursue. And Lord, we're crying out to you and we're believing it by faith in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It is done. Hallelujah. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah! 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 Uh, we came for our purpose, but God has his own purpose. And God, he desires to touch hearts on today. He wants to touch hearts. It's God's design that your heart be touched on today. So I'm praying right now that your heart and your spirit, your mind is open. As we move towards God's word on this morning, we have one verse that we want to share. If you'll go with us to St. John chapter 10. And we're going to be looking at verse 10. That's John chapter 10. And we're going to be looking at verse 10. I want you to do something different for me this morning. I want everybody to get this scripture. And I want everybody to stand. And I want everybody to get this scripture. 
And I want you to read it to your neighbor. I want you to read it to somebody. I want you to be touched by God's word. If you have a Bible, find somebody and read in their direction. I I want to make this personal. I want you to look at that person right now and say, this is God speaking to you. Oh, I want you to point at him. Say, this is God speaking to you. And the word in St. John chapter 10, verse 10 reads, and read this with me, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came, and instead of they, I want you to say you. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Look at him again and said, this is the Lord speaking to you. I came that you might have life and that you might have it. The King James Version says more abundantly. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Look at that same person and say, this is a challenge to live. A challenge. This is a challenge. I'm, I'm challenging each and every one of you out there under the sound of my voice. This, I'm issuing you today a challenge to live, a challenge to live. Now, the, the scripture sets this up perfectly. It, it sets it up perfectly because it tells you that we will have trials and that we will have tribulations. It lets us know that the thief is there. The thief comes to steal, to kill, destroy. The thief has his own agenda. He, he, he is coming to destroy and, 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 to, and, to, and to cause you to be frustrated in life. That's his desire, to frustrate your attempts to live. He's frustrating your attempts to live. And that's uh, the way the Bible dictates it. It's saying as if that's his job. That's his role. That's what he does. That's what he's supposed to do. It's like the police officer that pulls you over when you're speeding. Don't cuss him out. He's doing his job. Now his job might frustrate you, but he's simply doing his job. But when you understand that the the, the mode of the devil is to frustrate you, then you don't take it so personal. He's just doing his job. He's doing his job. But, 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 but I, I've come to, to the conclusion and begin to understand and appreciate in this that he's doing his job. And the reason the devil's working on you, and I'm going to talk to some people this morning who you feel like the devil's really been working on you. He's been really working on you. See, see the devil, he doesn't have to work on all of us with the same amount of attention. He doesn't have to give all of us the same amount of attention in terms of working on us. And and, and let me explain it to you. Because he doesn't have to work on those who are accepting their captivity. Don't have to work on those who accept their captivity. It's like like the, the prison guard. The prison guard, he walks around and checks on every, everybody every once in a while. But he doesn't have to have, when they're in their cells, he doesn't have to have eyeballs on all of them. 
Because they, he got them. They're, they're, they're already captive. They're, they're locked up. Doesn't have to work on those. But in the realm of the devil, I, I got, he's got, said, I got some locked up, but I need to go get some other ones. So he has to work harder on those who have not accepted their captivity. And what do you mean by accepted their captivity? Let me, let me tell you something. There are levels to this because it's your mind that the devil is after. It's your mind. It's your mind. And some of you, let me give you this, you think the devil is after your stuff. He's not, he doesn't care as much about your stuff as he cares about your mind. Because, see, remember this. When he came after Job's stuff, he didn't really want his stuff. He wanted Job to change his mind. Because, remember, the, the, the men came and presented themselves before God, and there the devil was amongst those. And, and God said unto the devil, have you considered my servant Job? He's a perfect and upright man who, who loves God and escheweth evil. And, and the devil says, he said, but you've constructed a hedge around him. And I, every time I say that, I have to stop. I praise God for the hedge. The hedge protects us from stuff we're not ready for. And I know some of y'all are real saved and don't need a hedge. But I, I thank God for the hedge every time I talk about it. Because there's still some stuff out there that I'm not ready to handle by myself. So God protects me with the hedge. Uh, uh, I hear on Alberta in here, on Alberta Howard singing, say, Lord, be a fence. <laughs> all around me every day. That, that means I, I, I understand that I, I, I'm not as strong as I even might look, but there are some things I'm not ready for. So God constructs a hedge. He constructs a fence around me to protect me for what I'm not ready. I'm not ready for. So the, so, so the devil said, well, if you remove the hedge and you let me grab his stuff, then he'll change his mind. But, but see, the, the, I think the devil, that was a learning situation from that because he, he touched Job, he took his stuff, he touched his body, but he didn't change Job's mind. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him all my appointed time. I'm going to wait until my change but the devil learned something from that because you know what the devil learned? He said, I can learn to manipulate stuff. I don't always, and I want you to get this, I don't always have to take stuff away. He, he had operated from a mindset that taking stuff away was the only way to imprison people, to imprison their minds. But then he learned from that that their people are different. So he began to understand that sometimes I don't have to take stuff away to imprison them. Get this. Sometimes I can give them stuff that imprisons them. I can give them stuff. I, I, I can allow them to have things. And in having those things, it imprisons their mind because guess what? Once they get it, they no longer are working as hard. They begin to believe that they deserved what they have and that it wasn't by the grace and mercy of God. In fact, the devil says sometimes if I let them have it easy enough, then they won't come to church. 
like they used to. If I let them have it easy enough, they won't be driven down to their knees in prayer. If I let them have it easy enough, if I let them have enough stuff, then they won't begin to read God's word and understand the importance of having the word in their heart. If I let them have it easy enough, what the devil is saying is sometimes I can let them keep stuff or even give them stuff as long as I have their mind. And I need somebody to get that because you're looking at your neighbor and they keep getting this and they keep getting that, but it's not what they have. The devil doesn't care what they have. He cares if he has your mind. And then you're over there saying, Lord, I I don't have nothing. He's trying to take the little bit that I do have because he's after your mind. Because you have the nerve to keep believing that your God is going to supply all your needs. (sighs) When you don't see it in your checking account, you, 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 keep, you keep saying the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and, and, and you don't have a lot of money in your, in your checking account. I wish somebody were in here with me. I, you're believing that I don't believe he, he brought me this far to, to leave me right here, but even when I don't see how I'm going to bring all my ends together, you're stubborn enough to think that God's going to bring you out of that. The devil says, yes, I, I'm coming after you. I, 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 I'm pursuing you. I'm having to spend more effort on you because you have the nerve, despite everything you've been through, to keep on believing, to keep on striving. So, so, so the scripture sets this up here. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and, and, and to destroy them. The main thing he wants to steal is your mind. The main thing he wants to imprison is your mind. But then Jesus says, I've come that you might have life. Mm. And that you might have it abundantly. And, and see, some people could have interpreted that, well, well, he's just giving us eternal life. But how can eternal life be even more abundant? Which means that he's telling us that I'm not just talking about when you get to heaven. I'm talking about right here, right now. Point at somebody and say, God is talking about right here and right now. I come that you might have life more abundantly. I've come to bring you the blessings of the Lord that don't bring stress, that don't bring you down, that don't cause harm. He said, because he said, God said, I can give you you one of the blessings of the Lord. He said, I can give you peace that passes understanding. And what that means is that looking at your circumstances, you shouldn't have peace. But somehow in the middle of your circumstance, you you still seem to have peace in when when you seems like you ought to have anxiety. It seems like you ought to be depressed where you are. It seems like you ought to contemplate giving up. But in the middle of it all, you still have peace. Yonder Adam sings the song in the midst of it all. In, in, the, in the midst of it, that's really where the test is. That's really where the trial is when you can pray while you're in, in the middle of it. When, when you can still God, give God glory while you're in the middle of it. I'm not waiting to live, get this, when my trial is over. I have to live in the middle of my trial. Ah, I wish you would get this. I, I have to, I'm, I'm going to smile in the middle of my storm. I, I'm going to give God glory and praise before I get delivered out of this thing because I'm already praising him while I'm there. 
starts as the second song. She said, I'm coming out with my, with my hands up. I'm coming out. I'm coming out with my hands up, which means before I got out, my hands were already, I wish, my hands were, were up while I was in the middle of the storm. I was giving him praise. I, I began to understand I've had gone through enough things to know that I don't have to wait till the battle is over. But I can praise God in the middle of my trial, in the middle of my mess. And sometimes, maybe this is the test of God, he's waiting to see when your praise is coming. <laughs> Because some of you, you keep complaining, you're not going to complain your way out of your storm. Oh, let me say it on this side. You're not going to complain your way out of your storm. You're not going to get pity, enough pity from everybody else around you to come out of your storm. Maybe God is waiting to see if you can praise him in this. I've seen you praise him over there, and I've seen you praise him when you got the money. I've seen you praise him when when the doctor gave you a good report. I'm trying to see if you'll praise me while you're still waiting on the check. Can Can you praise me when the doctor's report is unclear? Can you praise me while you're still on the hospital bed? Oh, y'all not going to talk to me. Can you praise me while the relationship is still in conflict? Can you praise me in the middle of your situation? Point at your neighbor and say, don't wait to leave. Some of you, when my, y'all say when my, when my ship comes in, when I get a certain job, when I, when I'm making a certain amount of money, when, when the kids are at this age or or, or when I, when I get ready, when I retire from this job, then I'm going to live, baby, I'm challenging you to live right now. Challenge you to live right now. Live right now. That's one thing that I would say to my wife, the first lady, it's her day we're talking about her. The first, one of the things that I, I, I like about her is she values experience over stuff. That means you have to challenge yourself to experience life even while you're going through something. It's not just things. Things, you'll put things to the side, but sometimes you, need to, sometimes you might need to take a trip by yourself. <laughs> take yourself out to lunch. Come on in here. I, 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 single people, I don't need a man or a woman to take me out. To the, I can take myself out because I'm good company. Come on here. Come on now. I, I, I don't have to wait for, for me to experience the fullness of life. I can do this regardless of my situation because I refuse to wait to live. I'm going to live right now. Somebody say that with me. Say, I'm going to live right now. Come on, say it like me. Say, I'm going to live right now. And let me talk to the Bishop, Bishop Maynard would say to my chronologically mature people. You know who you are. You, you don't, don't, don't talk about what you used to do, baby. You can live right now. Well, I, I used to do this and I used to do that. Baby, it's time to live Right now, I told you, don't, don't keep hanging around folks that don't want to do nothing. Come on now. If, if I have trouble walking, I need a friend who can help me walk. Come on now. I need somebody who can push me around. You don't, I don't have a car. I need a friend with a car. Come on now. Okay, I'm not going to talk to me here. I, I, I need somebody who's going to help me live my best life right now because I'm not waiting to live. 
Somebody, if somebody wants to sit in their house and die by themselves, I'm, I, I'll call you on the phone, baby, and I'll check on you, but we're not hanging out. That's because that's, that's not where I am. Because I, that doesn't sound to me like abundant life. And God has called me and said He came so that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it more abundantly. Don't, don't wait on a certain circumstance. Don't wait till you retire. Don't wait till you have a certain amount of money. Take yourself out to eat. You waiting on a man to swoop up and take you to Paris. Girl, save your money up and take yourself to Paris. Come on in here with me. You waiting to live and you're going to be 80 years old. So I'm looking, looking for a man. 89. Uh, I hope he come by. Still want to go to Paris. <laughs> It's time to live right now. Somebody say right now. And God, Jesus is saying, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And God wants you to experience that right now. That's something that I believe a first lady is talking. I'll tell you something else that she's taught me. And she's someone who loves people. If you know first lady, you know she loves. And I'm talking about loves people. Some of us love God, but we don't love people. Ooh, it got real quiet there. Real quiet. God said, how can you love me who you have not seen and love your neighbor who you see every day? Don't you understand that you're saying, how, and, some, and mothers can understand this maybe more than others, how are you going to say you love me but you don't love my children? Don't come in here side-eyed my children and talking about you love me. All right. You talking bad about my children, don't want to fool with them, don't want to talk to them. You push them away when they come to speak to you. Then we can't be friends. Because if you're going to love me, you're going to love my children. That's what God has said. How are you going to say you love me and you don't love my children? I know they don't always act right. I know they grab your glass figurines off your little table and start playing with them in the floor and you don't like that. I know that. I know they walk in with their muddy feet and you have a no-shoe policy in your house. I, I know they don't act right. But God's saying that they're my children. So how are you going to love me and not love my children? So Jesus set them straight. Some of those Pharisees came at him and said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, he said, the greatest commandment. He said, you know what it is. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And he said, and... And there's a second one that's just like it, to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. We, have to, we can't get around loving God, loving people and think we're going to get to God. You have to love God with everything that is in you. Let's point at your neighbor and say, you better love me. Now, that's a key. Let me, let me explain this to somebody. That's a key to your personal happiness if you just love everybody. Because the other way is more difficult. Because then you got to keep up with everybody you're mad at. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Now, you know you've heard somebody, one of your friends say, are we still speaking to them? <laughs> you know you've heard it. It's like you're trying to keep up with the folks you're mad at. And, and then why, why are we still mad at them? You can't remember where your keys are. And you're trying to remember why you mad at somebody from 20 years ago. Come on now. You, you, you get lost in your direction. You can't figure out how to get back home, but yet you're trying to remember what somebody did to you when you were in high school. Come on now. 
It, it's the, that's the hard way. Don't do things the hard way. It's hard to keep up with who you're bad at. And let me let you know, I'm not letting, not near, let me go, near one of y'all. Near. Look it up in the dictionary. Near, near one of y'all keeping me out of heaven. I'm going to love people that don't even treat me right. A guy, I got somebody passed me on the road one day and gave me a one-finger salute. I don't know what was wrong with him because I was stopped and he just passed me. I don't know what happened. But I said, Lord, help him. He's an elderly gentleman. Maybe his mind is not together. Lord, help him. I'm praying for him. Now, some of y'all, y'all would have sped up <laughs> and tried to run him down, Try to tell him he's number one, too. Let's see that's, that, that's the hard, look at your name and say, that's the hard way. Now, why, why are you trying to do things the hard way? You got to love people. Love people. You can, like I said, some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all, can't, y'all don't even know what you're supposed to do tomorrow, but you, you, but you still mad at somebody from what they did from you years ago. And then I noticed the thing about it, you can keep up with why you mad at somebody else, but you don't remember what you did. Kid, young kids would say that math ain't mathing. You, you, you can remember what they did, but you, don't, you have no recollection of how you contributed to that situation. Oh, ooh, it's getting real quiet. That means I'm in the right spot right here. <laughs> we, 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 we have to love. That's doing things the hard way. God wants us to love. We can't, we can't claim the blessings of God and then not love our neighbor. Oh, all these blessings are coming in my direction, but I don't like this person sitting next to me. And, and, and they, God loves that person you hate just as much as he loves you. And sometimes our, our status is more a reflection less of how we feel about God than more of how we feel about each other. I'm walking in the uncomfortable situation. That's my job as pastor. Walking in the uncomfortable. Sometimes the reflection of where we are is less about how we feel about God, but more about how we treat each other. Come on now. Because some of y'all say, y'all on, the, on, on Facebook, I love the Lord. And there's somebody there like, mm, you don't, I couldn't tell why you were talking to me. Used a lot of four-letter words, and they weren't holy. Come on, come on. <laughs> I want all the blessings of the Lord. Oh, she stepped on my shoe. I'm about to tell her about herself. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work like somebody points your name. Say it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We, we, I, I'm talking about you trying to live an abundant life. I'm trying to help you. I'm taking a load off of you. You carrying other people's stuff for no reason. Why, why am I carrying anger from 10 years ago? Why am I carrying a, a relationship that was broken 25 years ago? Why, why am I still mad about that? 
And some of y'all getting old. We all getting old. <laughs> but some of y'all, now this is going, you, you got pains in your body. And sometimes the things in your mind become physical, physically manifested in your body. Can you, some of y'all got headaches because y'all hadn't let stuff go. You got pain in your neck and your back because you stressing over things that you should have let go. You saying, Lord, Lord, heal me. God said, I don't, have, I don't have to heal you. Let it go. Let go some of the things in your mind that you're holding on to. I just need you to let it go. Just let go. Remember, I told y'all, I told y'all about that little monkey. I told y'all about it. Some of y'all remember the story of the monkey. That monkey that was in Africa, the little tribesman was, he, he went to a little hill where the, the bugs had dug out little, little holes for them to live in. And inside that little hill, he put some nuts down in there. And he put the nuts down in the hole. He did it in the view of the monkey that was watching. And then he went and hid. And then the monkey went to go get the nuts. And he put his hand in there and he made a fist. The problem was his hand could fit in, but his fist couldn't get out. So he grabs the nuts, and he's sitting there. Some of y'all watched the video from last time. I challenge you to go watch it. It's hilarious. But he's sitting there, and all he has to do is let go of the nuts. He won't let them go. And because he's holding on, while he's sitting there struggling, the tribesman just goes up there, puts a rope around his neck, and leads him away. He became enslaved. He became entrapped. He wound up in captivity because he wouldn't let go. Well, I want you to get this. If it, I need somebody who's there to get this, and I need you to pass it on to somebody else. At some point, what you're holding on to is holding on to you. At some point, something you're holding on to is holding on to you, and you're literally in charge of your own captivity. You're the warden. You're holding yourself in captivity. You point at your neighbor and say, you have the key. The key is three words. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Maybe you have less headaches at night. Some of y'all won't be waking up in the middle of the night. Your mind is racing. Some of y'all can't get to sleep. Some of y'all got health manifestations simply because there are some things that God is telling you you need to let go. Let go. Final thing, and I'm done. Final thing, something else that I know First Lady does a lot, and I, something she's taught us, taught me, is that she loves to laugh. She loves to laugh. The Bible says laughter doeth good like, like a medicine. You'd be surprised. It's just a, it's a, physical, it's a physiological thing. It's like there are certain endorphins or things that are released when you, when you smile and when you laugh that help to improve your mood. And some of you all, if you just had a, a good laugh, some of you can't laugh because you didn't do step two. You didn't let stuff go. Now, now if, you, if you let stuff go, you might be able to laugh a little bit more. Just let it go. And then you can laugh a little bit. And the thing about it, when I, when, I, when I say about laughing, for those who know First Lady, sometimes that's her term of endearment to you. Because she teases you and you have fun. She's just letting you know how much she loves you. That's just a way of showing love one to another. And because we, can laugh, we laugh is a signal of freedom. 
<laughs> when you laugh, that's a signal of freedom. And in fact, your laughter can be frustrating to the devil. Because sometimes the devil sends things in your life to frustrate you. But when you get to a certain level, you laugh. You're like, I know what you're up to, devil. I, I know what you tried to do. I know what you attempted to do. And I see where you're coming from. And I'm not going to fall for that anymore. Sometimes people used to give you side eyes at church. You wouldn't show up for a month. <laughs> Come on in here now. But you grow a little bit, and sometimes they can side-eye you. Now you can go give them a hug. Baby, I love you anyway. Come on here, some of y'all. If you don't know somebody, it might be you. If you can't say amen, then duck. <laughs> but but, but that, that, there are some things that you haven't, haven't released, and when you are able to release those things, and when you're able to see the pattern of the devil, you're able to laugh about those things. I laugh and laughter does good like a medicine. And the reason it does is not because I'm not laughing out of ignorance. I'm laughing out of experience. Oh, come on. I want you to get that in your spirit. Say that with me. Say, I'm not laughing out of ignorance. I'm laughing out of experience. That means I understand what the devil's trying to do. But in spite of what he's trying to do, I can laugh in his face. Because I do believe my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Everyone standing to your feet on this morning. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Give God some praise on this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, on this morning, your word was instructive to us. It's teaching us how to live right now, Lord. How to let go of those things in our lives that have us bound. Lord, releasing the things within that keep us frustrated, that keep us bound, that keep us hurting, that keep us underneath, that keep us in pain. And learning, Lord, despite our circumstances, we are not going to wait to live. But Lord, you, you've given us life and breath right now. Lord, tomorrow is not promised. So with the breath and life we do here have, Lord, we're going to live right now. We're going to enjoy the moment. We're going to trust you even in our circumstances. Even when we don't see our way out, Lord, we can still praise you because we believe that, Lord, you're going to bring us, you're going to deliver us. We won't always be here. Where we are is a temporary situation, but whatever my circumstance is, Lord, I'm going to praise you right there in the middle of it. Lord, I ask that you touch us, Lord, and bless us. And Lord, as we're seeing our way out, Lord, help us to hold our heads up high. Be reminded of who we are, Lord. I, I am a child of the King. I am your intentional creation. I am here for a purpose. Lord, as I walk according to your word, that I might be pleasing in your sight. Lord, I'm also a light and an example to those around me. They're watching me. Lord, we're living epistles that are read by men. Somebody is watching how I react to this storm. Somebody's observing how I go through this trial. Lord, help me to be the example you desire me to be so that I can live according to your word and help draw others to you. And Lord, I pray all these things in my son Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God some praise for his word. Give him some praise.
for his word. Holly, before we dismiss our virtual audience, I want my wife to come up here. She'll come up here for a minute. Come on, First Lady Krista. She's giving me a side eye, but she loves me. Virtual audience doesn't get to see my wife very much, but I just want you to know she is the greatest support that any pastor could ever ask. Beautiful wife and very supportive of this ministry. And I just want our virtual audience to know that we love her, we appreciate her. And those of you, some we have some virtual members who can't make it. And some of you want to be a support on today. I think they're going to have the little cash app tag right there where you can be a blessing even on today. So if you want to be a part of us being showing love to our first lady on today, those who are watching virtually, we challenge you to do that right now. We praise God, appreciate and thank God for you. And we love you very much until we shall see you again. God bless you. Come on, Bright Temple, put those hands together. We pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple. Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.